0: Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. you listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. You can catch us live every Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And if you can't catch us live, you just subscribe on iTunes and get it to your device each and every week. you got to hit the subscribe button and get it done. You know, one of the things that's come up is how well Jimmy Garoppolo is playing. And yesterday he put up big fantasy numbers. For Jimmy G. Here are the Roto experts in the morning. can hear 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern talking Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: Jimmy Garoppolo comes into a team that had no offense. That was the disgusting team. You wanted nothing to do with it. And he comes in and starts throwing 300-yard games week after week. It's a
3: quarterback league.
2: With nothing around him.
0: But wait, now look, Of course, it's a quarterback league. We've known this for a while. Sure, The Browns have all these draft picks. Right. You think they couldn't have given up a second round pick to get Jimmy? D- I don't know what they really they were
2: out, out, there out there looking, oh, you oh, Jackson wanted A.J. McCarron. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like insane when you yeah. think about this. It's it's unbelievable, and I don't know if Cleveland didn't realize that Garoppolo was available again. I, I'm not sure. I have to imagine that Nick Casario uh, and Bill Belichick called both the Browns and the Niners and were like, here you go. Uh,
3: Speaking of A.J. McCarron and and uh, the Bengals and the Browns, you know, the, the rumor is the Bengals are going to try get Hugh Jackson to make a trade to get Hugh Jackson yeah. out of his contract. That's crazy.
2: It's hundred percent. That's a Bengals thing. To do. <laughs> the next head coach of the Bengals is going to be either Hugh Jackson or Paul Gunther. There's, there's like that's like no doubt about that, which is unbelievable. But what was the deal? Was Marvin? I,
0: I didn't see it, but George was telling me like prior to the game yesterday, Marvin Lewis was wearing a Giants hat. I, I, didn't, did I don't know if that's that. the truth or not, but I, I do think the that. Giants
3: will be in that no in that mix. No way, they will.
0: Like, uh, are Lewis you kidding me? I just want a playoff game. They His will. Life. They'll if Marvin will, Lewis the is mix. the coach of the Bears, I'm not going to be shocked. That's like such a Bears
3: thing to do. I can see that too. There's no way Norvin Lewis will come to the Giants. Do you think Marvin Lewis is going to want personnel control? Yes.
0: I, I want to see the Giants sign Jeff Fisher. Oh, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. That
3: That would be wonderful. Yeah, go I, get Jeff
2: Fisher and get Marvin Lewis to be the D, the D coordinator. Yeah, yeah. You guys are you guys put are the style. band back together. You yeah. <laughs> so with the people? it's, anyway, it's ninety seven all <laughs> over again. Anyway, Jimmy Caravalo comes in, and as Matt said, he made everything just look so easy. Uh, an offense that could not move with C.J. Beathard now is moving at ease and with ease, rather. I know they're they're four and ten, but there is hope now. And you get that you you have a, a top five draft pick. You go out and you go up and get Calvin Ridley on this team, and now we're excited about the Niners just that quickly with Jimmy G. The only problem is, Matt, for us Carlos Hyde owners, we've been left in the dust. Yes, you have. Hey, look, uh, I'm a Bills
0: fan, and we got a second-round pick for Sammy Watkins. I would have gladly <laughs> traded that second-round pick for Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I look on Twitter, one of my uh, friends, and somebody you should follow, at Scott Genstat, excellent high-stakes player in football and baseball, He's a Niners fan, and he's, like, thrilled. His whole fandom has changed. It's like, this hope, excitement.
2: There is. There is. There's all of that now uh, in, in San Francisco, where it's a quarterback league. There is no question that they're going to sign this dude to a long-term extension. Oh, yeah. He's proving it with nothing around him. They've had so many injuries. They've lost their best wide receiver uh, and plenty of offensive linemen, and did you here see, they are.
0: Did you see on that last drive where all they needed was the field goal, and Robbie Gould's been, like, automatic, six for six yesterday and he went for the touchdown I was like I loved that I could not believe what he I threw in the corner of the mark he's good the, I'm like what are you doing as, miss, as you like to say Sussman the cojones on him oh, yeah.
1: there it is the Roto Experts in the morning take a quick break come back with more fantasy football rewind on the fantasy sports radio network We're here, and we're absolutely getting it done. Come on, says the Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are here absolutely getting it done. So what are you doing, my man? How are you doing? Are you knocking it out of the park? Are you getting it done? I love it. I love it, and I want you guys to grab hold of it and kick it in the buttocks. And the way to kick it in the buttocks... Is to get the guys involved. They got a special guest um, um, on the Fantasy BFFs, Ronnie Sokesh. I think he was uh, different. Let's hear him with Eric Young today.
2: He's looking at us. He's moving.
4: What's going on you, I? Right? Um, having some Skype difficulties so if I sound weird it's because my audio box is all messed up so um, when we go to break I'm going to Close it and figure <laughs> out.
2: So. We are. This is also the first time ever in BFF history you are not wearing a hat.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm not wearing. A, I was, uh, I was rushing. I was doing cardio this morning, and uh, <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> a little damp, a little damp from the showers. So I thought I had enough time, but I, I didn't plan accordingly. And now Skype isn't working, and it's creas- increasing to my uh, my anxiety.
2: Oh, so. you actually, you actually look perfectly great on our end. You
4: sound good yeah. too. I'm really not wearing pants.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect start to the day as we head into week 16. And because of EY not wearing pants and not wearing a hat, we've kind of gotten confused. And we didn't even realize, we didn't even introduce the person filling in for the fantasy salad today. Uh, It's our good friend, Ronnie Sokash. Ronnie, welcome back, man. How's it going, y'all? Good to be here. Is your mic even on, dude? Like, this is a... This is an epic disaster.
5: (laughs) There we go. There we go. How's it going? y'all? Oh,
2: now it sounds great. even
5: better. How are you, man? Welcome back. Good, yeah. It's been a little bit of time, but uh, I'm excited, you know? It's been crazy. What was that, like week seven? It was like week
2: seven, and now we are headed to the finals. Yeah. And because of you not having a mic on and running in here as the show is starting, and Eric not wearing pants, we haven't even gotten to my buddy Michael Florio, who's currently wearing a onesie. (laughs) A Captain Morgan onesie. He's right. standing up now. Uh, you, can go this, get, you can go get the onesie, by the way. <laughs> um, if you if you head on over to CaptainMorganStore.com, you can look like Mike Florio. So we appreciate uh, Captain Morgan hooking us up uh, with a onesie. Uh, Florio, can you stand up again, please? I was left hanging on this, by the way. You're not left hanging on this. You screwed up, but that's okay. I did not screw up. So there you go. The onesie from Mike Florio. <laughs> looking great. You're looking great, Mike. Look at so, so, so. I'm great. getting some weird looks from uh, people outside. <laughs> you look good, man. That's, that's, the, that's the important thing. Uh, on the program today, if you made the championship, congratulations. It's a great feeling. If you still have more to go, it's cool too. But I also want to hear who effed you, who effed you badly yesterday on your own team. What decision did you make? And EY, I have to ask you this because I you know. We had to go back and forth all week on this Kirk Cousins thing. And literally at the first touchdown, I get a text from EY, and he's so mad at us that we told the star, James Winston, how are you looking now?
4: I'm not I'm not mad, I'm not mad at anyone. I made the choice. I, I went with Winston, I had a better gut feeling. And the truth is, is coming. I mean, Cousins didn't have a great game. No. He had two touchdowns. Yep. You know, maybe, oh, what, 189 yards or whatever. So I think Winston eclipses that. I just need him to outscore uh, I can't remember. I have to look at it, but I think I need, like, 12 points from James Weston, and I win.
2: We got that. We oh, got, yeah. You're in the bag, EY. We got that, EY. We'll cheer you on all day long. We'll see you take your calls throughout the hour and tell us. But tell you guys are the players that kind of effed us for the next hour. is
1: That's Eric Young, NXT wrestler there, and, uh, I guess wearing no pants. But you don't need Pants. When on the TV it only gets you from the shoulders up. So pants not really a big deal in that line of work. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You got no pants. You got no pants. Now it didn't improve Pee Wee Herman's career. I'll be honest with you there. Pee Wee Herman had pants, he might still be in the playhouse. And raking in mucho dinero from having a playhouse. But he took his pants off one day. And made himself feel good through the use of massage. And that was a mistake. For Paul Rubens. Better known as Pee Wee. Here are the guys back. Craig Sussman. Ronnie Sokesh. And Mike Florio. And they're looking ridiculous like, in these yeah, onesies. Oh yeah, it's, it's I'm it's literally real, having dude. trouble breathing. Yeah.
2: Hey, was back. back. We didn't get him. He, his onesie isn't around. why did you shave the mohawk?
4: Yeah. yeah, Bad guy haircut. It's gone. It's a thing of the past. Is because you're a good guy uh, now.
2: Is that, is that the reason? This,
4: this is my good guy haircut. Apparently. <laughs> when you're 38 and you're losing your hair, you don't have a lot of choices. You guys will all experience this at some point in your life.
2: Hopefully <laughs> not. Thank you very much. Uh, I have beautiful hair. I was a fan of the Mohawk. I did too. I was uh, I was a fan of bleach blonde DIY, personally.
4: <laughs> He's long. <than> <laughs> he, he, he what what long would long have long. to
6: happen for you to bring that look back? <laughs> oh,
4: well, I would have to be 25 again and have hair. <laughs> that'd, that'd be a real start in the right direction. Um, yeah, I mean... I think vodka influenced that look. A lot of, I drank a lot of vodka at that point in my life. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, He was bleach blonde. He had no beard. It was a totally different guy. It was, uh, it, was, yeah. it was a totally different guy. All right. Let's get into week 15, what what we saw. Uh, how did you do, Florio, this week? I have to say I had a...
6: This is one of my best football seasons in a while. I made the championship in both my home leagues. Uh, I need 30 points out of Jameis Winston and Mike Evans today to make the championship in flex. And... Uh, I was in the semifinals in the fishbowl. Only one team advances from each conference. There's over 60 teams in the conference to start with. I finished third out of all of them, so Jeez. I didn't advance. But I, I'm, I was very happy with how my team performed yesterday.
2: Yeah, you know, hey, we're still hello. We're still, <laughs> we're uh, we're still rooting for you tonight, and I need, need James and Mike Evans tonight. Ronnie, uh, did you make the playoffs anyway?
5: Yeah, no, I'm in a couple championships next Ooh. week, and then. Wait, and I need uh, 17 points out of Mike Evans and Devontae Freeman combined. I think you're so, good. You're yeah, in a better position than I am. I I'm agree. hoping. I'm hoping.
2: The um, no one really effed me yesterday. Like I, I made it to the championship. I have one
6: that did uh, f'd me. No, that that d- <laughs> f'd me. Uh uh-huh. So it's one that I overcame because I had Todd Gurley and my opponent had Wilson and Antonio Brown. It was the league I was the big underdog in. Right. I right. went Sterling Shepard. That worked out. But he also this player I have in this league and in the flex league where I need thirty points, it's AJ Green. Yeah, AJ, AJ Green, Green and a half point PPR gave me four points.
2: Brutal. Two catches. That was that was brutal. Ey, who f you yesterday?
4: Uh, yeah, Todd Gurley. I played uh, <laughs> in my home league. It's a fourteen team league. It's super competitive. Um, I've, this is the one I, I've made the playoffs. I think it's fourteen years in a row. I've never missed, which is a, a feat on its own. Uh, but yeah, Todd Gurley. I actually a uh, big cast I'm playing in the NXT league and he had him as well. I had a a 30 I think a 38 point lead and he got him 42 points. Oh my so God. now tonight I need I need Winston to get me 6 points.
2: Okay, I think you'll be all right. You yeah, 6 points. From, that's yeah. it. We only need 6 points from James that's Winston it. and that's it.
4: That's it. Well, he now, doesn't even have to be good. Well, now I wish, he just has to not be really bad.
2: Now I wish he played Kirk Cousins because he already already
4: would have advanced. Yeah, but I would have won. Mean, if if,
2: if yeah, he doesn't get six won. out of Jameis Winston, we something are, went catastrophically I, 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 I'll wrong. I'll tell you this. If he doesn't get six points out of Jameis Winston, we are effed.
4: Oh, we're going through a table. <laughs> we are so effed. <laughs> I should have went with my gut and played Foles. I started Foles everywhere else and, and I was right again.
6: In my league where I, where I made the championship, I have Stafford. I picked up Nick Foles just as, in case he had a good game. He gets the Raiders next week. Yeah, I might yep. start him in that league, Greggy. But Stafford faces Cincinnati. He does. I I haven't <laughs> decided yet. It's Monday. I'm still basking <laughs> in the win. But in that league, my championship is me against the fantasy salad, Frank Stanford. Wow,
2: a little BFF rivalry yeah. here. We'll root for you because you're here. So. I don't do the wraparound I gotta I gotta ask you Ronnie You, you are a young man You're starting a, a new job So are we allowed to announce that Or no? Uh, I think we're good Yeah we can do we, that We can announce that So our boy Ronnie Who is this like Baseball brainiac dude He came in here He's like hey I wanna come in I wanna do a whole bunch Of baseball stats with you guys I was like alright dude Come in next Monday We're gonna do a baseball show It's gonna air on Christmas Like throw out all these Nerd stats He's like Perfect. Just tell me what you want. I'm like, here, here's what I want, and he's like, now I can't do it because I work for the Astros. I'm like, what?
5: So, <laughs>
2: so Ronnie got a job
5: or an apprenticeship? Yeah, it's not a job, an apprenticeship, so right, right.
2: What, is, what, is, what is the difference? They don't pay you.
5: It, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but um it's just I that's just like the title so it's 10 months and you know I'm kind of over there and just you know it's like a mix. And then
2: We'll see what happens after right, 10 right, months right, for sure. Right, exactly. right, So he has an apprenticeship with the Astros who is literally the leader in baseball analytics and, and Ronnie's gonna be an apprentice with them uh, not going to spring training you were telling us during no, the break. No. So you're just working in Houston uh, on what are you, what are you gonna do there what's your job?
5: Uh, a variety of different things so but it, it's a lot of like evaluating players and stuff and kind of doing like what you would expect. That's like, awesome. So I'm really excited.
2: That That's uh, that's super cool I also, know, Florio, we're not allowed to ask him baseball questions. So we can't ask we can't ask him anything. <laughs> about like the Astros, like if they were in the market for Stanton, if that was a good signing with the Yankees, so we'll just ask him off the air and pretend we didn't. Okay.
5: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know anyway, so it's <laughs> good.
2: Um, when it for me, so if I didn't say who after me, my is going to be Thomas Davis because when he knocked out Devontae Adams, that really hurts for next week. I was really confused for a minute, Greg. I was like, why?
6: But well, then he, I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, he, I feel bad for Devontae Adams. The dude the get,
2: gets lit up and he didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't even involved. This,
6: I actually think this one was worse because I know like EY and Frank went back and forth on the last one. At least that was like right. a play. Like it was a tackle. This one, Adams wasn't looking. He's he, came, standing he was there. literally standing there and he came from behind and hit right. him in the side of the yeah. head. That's... While they say, oh, he's not a dirty player," or whatever, that was a dirty play in my opinion.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. We'll come right back and get more on the Fantasy Football Rewind of the guys on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network where listen to Fantasy BFFs. Yeah, you love it. I love it. back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name's Tony Sincata. Good news for Jaguar fans, but not much for fantasy owners. Marquise Lee will be back for the playoffs or sooner. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports Marquise Lee expect to return by the playoffs or sooner. Lee suffered a sprained ankle in Week 15 against the Texans. Despite the good news, it does not seem like he's ready to go for the 49ers this Sunday. Alan Hearns, not... Looking like he'll be back either, so it'll be D.D. Dee Dee Westbrook and Keelan Cole against the San Francisco 49ers. Tom Savage looks like he might be put down for the rest of the season uh, with the concussion situation there uh, for all the people there. And Rex Burkhead has avoided an ACL tear and seen serious knee injury. It sounds like Burkhead and the Patriots have caught another break this Sunday. Shafter Burkhead could miss some time, but it doesn't seem to be something that'll keep Burkhead out for an extended period of time. So we'll probably lose again fantasy football playoffs. Let's get back to the fantasy football BFFs. Best friends forever.
2: And listen, Thomas Davis, who I believe has been like the man of the year, has been nominated. He's come back from major, major injuries. Was distraught on the sidelines. Hands in his head, the whole deal. But Ronnie, like, too far.
5: I don't know. No, really? Yeah, I mean, it, I I just don't see think it was uh, like super intentional to, to make that kind of injury. I mean, obviously, you saw he felt awful. I mean, the biggest thing, I think, with injuries injuries like this is just focus on the guy who was hurt. And, like, Devontae Adams was getting drafted as a low-end wide receiver two, like wide receiver three fringe, and he was having a great season without Aaron Rodgers. And I think, you know, next year, you look at him being like a, a second or third-round pick in drafts. And now you've got these two concussions that you you you're for sure you're going to talk about it next year when you, you think about drafting him. So I think that's, like, the most most kind of thing to focus on is like oh like where does this go for the future but yeah i mean i'm not like super upset at the panthers or thomas davis or anything like that i'm more like concerned i guess about him and you know fantasy like specifically like what does this do now for his value going forward like is he like the next jordan reed with all these concussions right so it's like
6: it's a good question to have we saw a lot of guys like cj fedorowicz had multiple concussions sure. last year it cost him most of this year devonta freeman it, it cost him part
2: of this season yeah. so it's definitely worth bringing up. So like I said, um, it's brutal for me because I really need Devontae Adams this weekend. I've been saying it all morning uh, in my championship. He's been my best wide receiver. I mean, he has 10 touchdowns on the year. Yeah. So he's been anybody, yeah. he, arguably anybody's best wide but receiver. Aaron Rodgers loves Jordy Nelson, Greg. Yeah, well, <laughs> to be fair to that, I said this to Jake, EY, like, he threw it deep to Jordy. And Jordy was wide open. He underthrew him. Like, we would have all been quote-unquote right about this Jordan Nelson thing if he winds up with four, four catches for, let's say, 75 yards of a touchdown, which he would have had if Rodgers didn't underthrow him.
4: Yeah, and I, I think uh, I talked about this with Andrew Luck when he was coming back from the shoulder surgery, but who, by the way, still isn't a football player. <laughs> I was right again. He might need um,
6: another surgery.
4: is having that's... such a good year. I had said that seven weeks before. I mean, if you listen to me, then you owe me something. And if you didn't draft him or you got rid of him and picked somebody else up, you owe me big time. But what I'm saying is, is look, at his arm isn't the same. He had a surgery on his shoulder, so he's got to get used to throwing with it. I know it's it's not as as big as a tear or anything like that, but he had it. He had surgery. His arm is not the same. It's not as strong. It doesn't react the same. He won't throw the same. He's got to get used to that arm being surgically repaired again until he can be Aaron Rodgers again. I still thought he was going to be way better than he was um, because it's not as as a big a deal uh, a, um, uh, a collarbone injury, but obviously it affected him.
2: Yeah, he 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 just wasn't he wasn't all the way back yesterday. No, he was not. Yep. And
6: first, if you use that early pick instead of Andrew Luck on Zach Ertz, you really owe Ey. But uh, but Aaron Rodgers, I think this was him returning yesterday was pretty reckless. Like, yeah, I know we were all excited and talking him up. Aaron Rodgers is back. You got to get him in your yeah. lineup. Not only was he not himself, he underthrew a lot. He threw behind some receivers. He had two metal plates and like thirteen screws put in his collarbone. And they told yeah. him the optimum recovery time is twelve weeks. He returned. They said the minimum <laughs> is eight. He returned after eight weeks. Like, and there was one hit. Where the guy hit him on the left side, and he fell on that right shoulder, and everyone held their breath. Even the announcers were like, scary moment here for the Packers. If any time he's going to get sacked, yeah. it's a scary moment, why not just say this season is a wash? They weren't going to make the playoffs anyway. and They would have had to win out and get help. Yep. Why? Why risk your your literally your franchise? Not just your franchise quarterback. Your, we've seen it already. Your entire franchise is on the shoulders of number twelve.
2: Yeah, no, of course. But but as, as Eway likes to say, like your this is his job, right? His job is to play football. And he came back because he was good, healthy enough to come back to play football to try to will the Packers into the super, into the playoffs. And if he wins this game, and he was very close to doing that, right? Geronimo Allison doesn't fumble. This game's going to overtime, and who knows what happens there. Do they shut him down now? Season's over? I think they do. I, I do. I think they should. A disaster. <laughs> <laughs> a disaster. We'll take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, I want to take your calls. Who effed you? 844-843-6879. So Fantasy Football BFFs, Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: The Packers have an interesting decision. I don't think he gets shut down. Football players play football, man. They play football. And uh, he's going to want to play. Are they going to say no? And uh, everybody else is going to play. Site. You might as well tell everybody with an injury they can. Just take
2: the rest of field Smaller fields, signature on. contest only. Fantasy Factor runs NFL and NBA free rolls each and every week. They're free to enter, so sign up today at www.fantasyfactor.com. And if you want to look like Florian and I do in our gorgeous Captain Morgan onesies, check out CaptainMorganShop.com. It's a perfect holiday gift for people that like Captain Morgan. Uh, we do, so that's why we're wearing the onesies today. Uh, a little tight on us. We'd probably get a bigger size if we had to do this again. Uh, but there you go. CaptainMorganShop.com for these fantastic-looking onesies that are a little tight. Probably get one size bigger than what you'd normally get. Right.
6: In any clothing. There you go.
2: Hey, you got some tweets on who f people this week, Florio? Yeah, and
6: I think the most heartbreaking one is someone said the eight-point swing from a Big Ben TD to a Big Ben interception oh, God. cost them the week. Oh, and God. if I'm that person, I can't stand the NFL. Because <laughs> by the rules, that's yeah, sure, it's not a catch. But by everything else and by our eyes and everything, that is 100% a catch and a touchdown.
2: As uh, Tony Dungy said after the game... In flag football, that's a catch. In high school football, that's a catch. In college football, that's a catch. In the NFL, not so much. Yep. Just it, just as simple as that. EY, I wanted to read you these Devontae Adams tweets, and I know we talked a lot about this in the first Devontae Adams hit, which is why I want to bring it up to you. Yep. He says, quote, I'll never understand it, Game is already dangerous enough, and we got Pro Bowl players out out here headhunting and saying they didn't mean to harm me. Somebody please explain to me what I wasn't trying to hurt him means when we are nowhere near the play and you lead with your head and ear hole a defensive player. Look, it's football, but no room for blank like that. We're supposed to be in this together and look out for one another and not mess with a man's livelihood and hand out unnecessary concussions. We all got mouths to feed. What if I do that to him and his kids can't eat? Not the type to rant. When you go through this twice in a year, it makes a little. It takes a little toll on you. So excuse me.
6: Good for Devontae Adams.
5: Yeah. Wow. That was well put.
6: He
4: was. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's a hundred percent right. It's uh, it's a it's a stupid play. It's a it's a dumb play. It's it's it, the one before. Uh, I can't remember who the linebacker was, but the play was still going. There, you know, there there was no whistle. He was being held low, and he. He went to hit him, and he was falling forward. Yeah. I think it was a mistake. This was, he's not even part of the play. Like, whether you meant to hurt him or not, that—that's you can debate that until the cows come home. But what you did mean to do is hit him in the head with your helmet. Right. There's no debating that. He wasn't moving. He wasn't trying to get out of your way. You weren't trying to avoid him. You hit him with your helmet, which is illegal, which is dangerous if you're on the side of, and I'm on the side of, of concussions are bad I don't think anyone knows how bad they are and I think everyone is completely different until you show me medical proof I will be in Neanderthal on that side of the of the the coin um, and, and that's just the way it is I, I don't think anyone knows and and then holding players out is more to my to my knowledge is it's because they don't know so they just they err on the side of caution and they hold them out um, football dangerous it's full contact um, that's why these guy guys get paid a bunch of money. Um, what I do is dangerous. I'm well aware of it. I wouldn't change it, um, and and I'm and I'm not interested in doing something else. Uh, you know, uh, sitting at a desk and typing for a living is dangerous too. So, uh, but that was is completely unnecessary. It's dirty. I don't care if he said he didn't mean to hurt him. He meant to do that. Yeah, and, and he should be fine. I, I agree. Yeah, severely. I think it's
6: too easy for defensive players to do stuff like this. He blindsided Devontae Adams, took him out of the game. He is a defensive player trying to win a game. You take away Aaron Rodgers' best weapon, and now on that final drive, it's Geronimo Allison running with the ball, not Devontae Adams. And it's so easy and scripted for defensive players to get away with it. I hit him. I stand on the sideline with my hands to my head. Oh, my God, I didn't want to hurt him. I say after the game, I feel terrible. I hope he's okay. But guess what? Now my team just won the game because their best player wasn't out on the field. It's, it's, he, if a player does something like that, not only should they be ejected on the spot, I think they should get fined and suspended because it's too easy to do stuff like this. Like Gronk. Gronk did it, took the Bills' best cornerback away a couple weeks ago, and he was still out there. I know he ended up getting a suspension, but it's too easy for players to take guys like that out of the game and then just be like, oh man. Oh man. It was in the heat
2: of the moment. I didn't mean to hurt him. You know, it's really interesting because uh, both you and Eric, you felt differently uh, the last time was happened to Devontae Adams because it was different, right? He had the ball, right? Like, he was that was a play. He was thrown.
4: It's completely he, different.
2: He was throwing the ball completely. across the middle. Uh, yes, he was down or he dropped it or whatnot. And then he was taken out at a guy that was still trying to go after him. This time, as Devontae Adams pointed out himself, there was an interception. Across the other side of the field that Thomas Davis is running, and you see it a lot with quarterbacks, right? Linebackers and defensive ends taking unnecessary shots at quarterbacks all the time because this is their one chance to hit him and quote unquote call it a block. You saw the same thing with Javante Adams, and you know, you can say anything you want about Thomas Davis, how good of a guy he is, and uh, how sorry he is, and how remorseful he is, but he took out the Packers' best player other than Aaron Rodgers. Like, say what you want about Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. This season, Devontae Adams is the best player on the Packers not named Aaron Rodgers. And he took him out. And he left with his head. Listen, you want to take him out, you lean with that shoulder, and you drive it into his chest. And you put him down, and you lay him a lick, and you get the 15-yard penalty, and it's fine. He gets back up, whatever. You don't leave with your head there, man. Like, you, you don't leave with your head. And, and you've seen this, I'm sure, as you dive into the stats, Ronnie. Like, what these head injuries could could do to players it's it's brutal
5: well i think like a really important thing is like we're talking about an extreme where like people are head hunting right but the nfl has tried for a lot of different years to curb that kind of behavior i mean we see all the time with their personal fouls whether it be unnecessary roughness or unsportsmanlike conduct and people always say you know that's unnecessary why is that even being called or you know like the wussification of football these different things so I just think that if you're going to be so hard that this was wrong, Danny Danny Trevathan should be uh, villainized, that uh, uh, Thomas Davis should be as well, then you can't also complain that much about, like, the other calls that happened that don't seem so, you know... uh, like critical, but they still, it's like an attempt for the NFL. So if you're the NFL right now listening to what we're saying, you know, what do you do? On one hand, if you try to curb this with whatever penalty call you're going to be using, uh, you're, you're you're destroying the physicality of the sport. But then if you're not harsh enough on these guys, then, you know, what do you do from here? It just becomes like, you know, a free-for-all.
6: Yeah. And, yeah. and for what he said, oh, you know, we all have to, to feed our family or whatever. Like, I know it's easy to, to hear that quote and be like, these guys are millionaires, but... This is his year to get paid. This is Devontae Adams' year to make his money. He's a free agent now. This is where he's probably one big chance to get a contract to set him up for the rest of his life. And now what if teams are scared to sign him because he's had multiple concussions? And that's
2: 100% right. Listen, um, I I understand ultimately that for you, you know, Feed your family is is relative. People like us, we sit here, and we see these guys make millions. And it's just like, all right, dude. Latrobe Spiro literally didn't play basketball. He walked <laughs> away for $20 million because it wasn't enough. But Mike's right. Like, this is a dude that was lined up in the prime of his career to get a mega contract with mega guarantees and... Who's who? Who are we to say that? I'm not saying you can't feed his family, but these guys' careers are short anyway. Like they're going to play to their 40, and then they have to figure out something else to do. You're with the lucky rest of the, if
6: you play to your 30 in football,
2: right? 100. And this guy, at 25 years old or whatever he is, he's about to make the one big contract he's ever going to get in this game, and now he's going to get labeled a concussion risk. We have no idea if Green is going to resign him, or if anyone will give him what they expect, what he expects, or arguably deserves because of this concussion history. It's it's brutal. It's not right. And I feel bad for him. I really do. Yeah. Let's go to the phone lines, e Let's talk to Ivan in Texas. What's up, Ivan?
1: Hey, what's up, guys? I kind of took the don't get too cute approach the semifinal week, and um, I went with my gut feeling that put Tate, Baldwin,
4: and Funches, right? And I also have Ricky Seals Jones. So, uh, you know, I look like under seven points full PPR performance from all four of them, and I'm still up 44 points
1: now this of the person i'm facing has matt ryan tonight and
0: mike evans full point ppr do you think it's a possibility he can cover those 44 points
6: yes (laughs) i don't want to to make you feel bad but it all like matt ryan hasn't been great but this is a good matchup on paper for him it, this could become a shootout, so yeah, I think you have to watch the whole game. You're going to sweat it out, but it's not a slam dunk by any means. Like you could easily win this as well, and I don't think you really got too cute playing Doug Baldwin and Devin Funches. These are these are top ten wide receivers.
2: Yeah, yeah I know. I, 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 no, I, I okay.
5: <laughs> all right, there, there, there we go. Yeah, I, mean, no, I, yeah. I don't think it was, you got too cute there, Ronnie. No, I think Funches was a great play. I think you know you saw Cam kind of come out, and then it just didn't work. Like that happens every once in a while. You get that one yep. guy. I don't want to get too mathy or anything like that, but that one random variable that doesn't kind of come with the rest of sure. kind of what falls. So it's just. I mean, I wouldn't feel bad at all. If this is like that's like one of the reasons why you lose. It just you you got to make those decisions, and you you know he was he had you had uh, the percentages on your side for sure.
2: Yeah, the percentages were on your side. It didn't work out for Devin Funches. It didn't work out for Adam Thielen either. Those are the two wide receivers that really stood out in my mind yesterday that crushed fantasy owners. And it, su- it sucks because you had them all year long. Like these two guys, Baldwin. Baldwin year long. Doug Baldwin's an absolutely another one. But Doug Baldwin, you know, a little tough matchup against LA, but man, Greggy, Greggy, there's another one. Don't say it. And it's really sad. Don't do it. Keenan no! Allen.
6: <laughs> I tweeted out a couple weeks Keenan Allen was gonna be was gonna win people championships. He might have caused people that, with his performance. And now
2: he not play in the championship, given he left the game with a back injury uh, on Saturday night. I was trying to get past the Keenan Allen one. Philip Rivers was a huge letdown. Philip Rivers was a disaster, because no. a lot of people loved Philip Rivers coming in this week. Uh, Eric, people yep. played Philip Rivers over at Aaron Rodgers this week.
4: Yeah, definitely. I And, uh, you know, on Twitter, always on Saturday and Sunday, I get just completely bombarded with questions. And and I always say like this is what I would do I'm not saying it's right or wrong and people come back after me and all oh, you cost me and I was like look dude if that was my team and and you said who do I play do I play Philip Rivers or do I play uh, Kirk Cousins I would have said Philip Rivers 100% of the time 100% and if it was my team I would have started Philip Rivers and you started him, and and, and uh, it didn't go well so yeah it's a uh, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of guys this week that are that are in that boat. You know I mean, and then with injury, uh, with Antonio Brown, like that sucks. You know, seeing him get hurt and it looks, it sounds like it could be pretty serious. He's going to miss a couple weeks, so that's going to cost people big time.
5: The best thing about Philip Rivers though is that when he throws picks, he's as mad as you are, which is the best oh, yeah. thing ever.
2: But it's also like never his fault. Exactly, it's, it's never. always somebody <laughs> else's fault. While Rivers underthrew a pass, just so so didn't throw funny. the right spot. <laughs> he's, yeah, that's great. Eight four four eight four three. 6879 who let you down let us know next
1: great stuff that yeah philip uh philip's never thrown an interception man that the receiver didn't run the wrong route that's somebody else man that's that's a crazy situation there i like it though we're gonna get back to the fantasy
4: bffs their best friends forever risk you take starting either
5: of those guys.
2: Would you rather Ronnie next year have Golden Tate or Jarvis Landry assuming Jarvis Landry returns to Miami?
5: I'd rather uh, rather have Jarvis Okay, uh, for sure. I just think the target share like obviously they're both like PPR monsters and and that kind of stuff but I really think that the Dolphins have even though this year has been a mess a higher upside because they've shown flashes and I think that their offensive line if healthy could be you know above average but also you know they, this has been a year where you think they're going to tank, and they've been, you know, okay in the last couple of games. Kenny and Drake's come on, so I look at Landry, and I, I think that he kind of transcends the traditional red zone target. Right, and you could see him. I mean, like he's done this year, score more touchdowns than Tate and these traditional slot receivers. Well, Look at that, Florida, Right,
2: We've had, we have had we have eight touchdowns now all the year for Jarvis Landry. He's going to have over hundred catches. It's been an unbelievable year in a free agent walk year too
6: five receptions in every single game you could set your clock to this guy I mean you you don't draft players that are much safer than Jarvis Landry and when we were talking about Landry early on this year we were saying he's really safe in PPR leagues great wide receiver two doesn't score any touchdowns he proved us wrong this year
2: yeah, he he absolutely has, and it'd be interesting to see if Miami re-signs him. I know uh, as a Bills fan, I'm sure you're hoping it's not the case. No, <laughs> I think he's going to go to New England. Oh yeah, <laughs> and be
6: Julian Edelman's replacement.
2: Pretty much, it's a lock and a
6: half. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to suck. They'll give up like a fifth round pick for him. Well, he's a and... agent. You don't have to. Yeah, well, they'll do something like that, a <laughs> yeah. sign and trade something, and then he'll he'll be amazing. Yeah. That's just how things work for you. The can Patriots. put the, the
5: tender offer on him, but I think with the Dolphins specifically, like if you have him in a dynasty league. Uh, the Dolphins have a track record of re-signing their guys and overpaying to re-sign their right. guys, so I'm I'm sticking with him with Miami. Well,
2: let's stick with the Dolphins. You were talking before how great of a trade it was for Jai over to Philadelphia, right. and it's because Kenyon Drake has just looked as good as any fantasy owners prayed. Like we always, we talked about a lot, Floria, that Mike that um, Mike Williams or Corey Davis or John Ross or one of these wide receivers would win you a championship. And oddly enough, the pickup that might win you that championship was in week 11 with Kenyon Drake because when you needed it most over the last two weeks, Kenyon Drake's been there for you.
5: Yeah, I mean it's, you know, been incredible. And what I mentioned before with the Ajayi trade, if the Dolphins got more value than a current fourth round pick, like it, it kinda shows a different how different organizations value the draft, because I think if the Dolphins were more settled in their front office or anything like that, you'd maybe see them go after like a twenty nineteen second round or something like that. But it kinda shows you, I think, their mentality that they wanted current value. Um, but regardless, Kenny Drake has looked really good and he doesn't have the health history that Ajayi has. And I just think that they they really, you know, made a good deal. And if they keep getting value at different spots and maybe don't overspend in free agency, you can see some good stuff happen.
2: Just to to show how settled front offices are, uh, in my baseball keeper league, I traded for a 2019 7th round pick rather than a 2018 14th round pick. (laughs) Just to show you that my my front office is settled. So, So I I think everything you said is true, but I don't want to give
6: Miami too much credit because they made this trade and it still took them weeks to realize
2: Kenyon Drake is the guy.
6: Damien Williams was starting. They fell... Backwards into Kenyon Drake, I feel. like. I don't
2: know that they fell back. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if they fell backwards. I know Damian Williams was starting, and I know that they were really splitting reps. But Kenyon Drake was the guy that was out there a lot, that was busting big plays, and they traded JJ away not just for the fourth round pick because they thought they had something in these younger guys. I think
6: it was also because Adam Gase wanted to send a message, and he wasn't happy with the production sure. he was getting out of. We saw him do it last year with the old offensive yeah. lineman. Mm-hmm. Adam Gase is not afraid to send a message to his locker room, even if it comes at the cost of a player. And then I think the best thing that happened to the Dolphins was Damien Williams got hurt because sure. it showed them we have a workhorse back in Kenyon Drake. And Greg, yeah, I, I do agree. We say it every year. And EY was dead on, on the Kenyon Drake call, but we say it every year. There's always a pickup that leads teams to a championship. I think Kenyon Drake is going to be on a lot of championship rosters. This I'm, year. Se-
4: I'm sensing a theme that I'm I've had a lot of good, <laughs> lot of good things.
2: <laughs> all right, but all I do right, want right, what I do right. want to say
4: is Miami was saved from themselves. Yeah. Like Damian Williams was the starter. They don't make good good personnel decisions. Them getting rid of Ajay I don't think is a great decision. He was the best running back on the team. I think Drake is obviously very talented, better health and stuff. But he was the backup. So, uh, I mean, they lucked into it. Kenyon Drake is someone that I've always liked, and and, and would, I'm really benefiting big time on NFFC teams. And I can see I'm making up all this ground because I had Drake everywhere. So I'm making up ground there, and that's uh, that's exciting at this time of year.
2: Yeah, I went all in uh, on Drake on my teams, and it worked out for me. Um, and, and, and now I have this rock solid RB2, which is awesome. And I'm nervous, EY, that Adam Gaze and the Dolphins will continue to go back to their stupidity if Damian Williams returns next weekend.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, I'm I, sweating it big time. It, you, you say you can't, but I mean, how did, how did Drake not, how is he not the starter right away? Drake, I mean, just watch their tape, watch, watch the footage of them run the ball. Back-to-back back, pull up something watch a clip of Damian Williams carry the ball watch a clip of Drake It is night and day difference. I'm not saying Damian Williams is a bad running back He is not the athlete that Kenyon Drake is he never will be the athlete and the fact that Damian Williams was starting over Kenyon Drake's is insane, I, I'm I'm not saying
6: I, I Defend what they did early on this year, but I think it's easier to say hey We haven't seen much of either guy. All we have is game tape. But now we have proof that Kenyon Drake can't handle the full workload. He is the better running back. We're seeing him go out and ball out three games in a row. How do you now just say, all right, we're going to tone him back and put him in that limited role we had early on? To me, that's a slap in the face to your fan base. You know, it
2: it, it is. And I I agree with that. But so much of the running backs, Ronnie, maybe you could could speak to this. Like, it it is about workload and building up because maybe the reason that Kenny and Drake wasn't um, wasn't nearly effective or even David Williams wasn't nearly effective was because they weren't just getting the ball enough. It was in and out and in and out for both these guys. How much of just getting all of those carries and getting in a rhythm and wearing down the defense and seeing it and not trying to break the big play because you think you're coming out. How much of that um, is important to a running back?
5: Uh, it varies on the running back and it kind of varies in ways that you would imagine. So for instance, for instance Frank Gore, is consistently uh kind of wears down as games go on okay which is really interesting you think yeah he's you know been a terrific running back his whole career you think you know savviness would carry him but i think there's a physical like deal there a correlation between him getting more tired of being a little bit old older
1: yeah Eastern, don't be sad i got scooby snacks for you they have it there's a fantasy football frenzy you can check them out no, that is not the fantasy. That is the fantasy BFFs. You can check them out on the uh, Sirius XM. No, not Sirius XM. What is wrong with me? Um, it's 3 in the morning. That's what's wrong with me, right? 3 in the morning. I'm losing my mind. I got to go get a nap or two. I got to be doing this in five minutes. Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sicata. That was the fantasy BFFs. You can check them out every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to noon Eastern. We'll be back with more before Tony goes to bed. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind. Fantasy Football Rewind, my name is Tony Sinkata and we are here every Monday through Friday 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern making sure you got everything you need to be ready, Fantasy Football 2017 as we get ready and raring to go. Kerwin Williams suffered a quad injury in week 15 against the Redskins. It explains why Elijah Penny saw so much work in the second half. It's not clear if the injury is a long-term concern. If Williams Day will play, he will be an upside RB3 against the Giants. Aaron Jones played 26 of 70 snaps, 37% in Week 15 against the Panthers. Jones had not played more than 8 snaps since returning from the injury, so it's a big step in the right direction for Aaron Jones owners. Amir Abdullah only played an 8 of 63 snaps. 16%, which is not going to get it done against the Bears. And actually, Teon Green played 23 snaps. He outplayed him. Man, he outplayed him. Jared Cook, two or four passes for 17 yards. His opposing tight end, four or five, 47 yards for Jason Hitten. Witten. Seth Roberts caught three of five passes, 52 yards. He led Oakland in receiving on a night when Derek Cosby for just 171 yards. If Amari Cooper doesn't return, Roberts could be a guy you could uh, look to, but not a great option with the way this Raiders offense is playing. How about this? Michael Crabtree caught seven of 17 passes. For 39 yards, but he had the two touchdowns in Week 15 against Dallas. He was targeted heavily with Amari Cooper out. He got most of the catches on checkdowns. Threw a deep pass in a call late that put Oakland in a position to win the game. Both of Crabtree's touchdowns were goal line passes from Derek Carr. With Cooper not a to return next week, Crabtree is a guy that you're going to be looking at against the Eagles. Marshawn Lynch rushed 16 times for 76 yards, caught three or four passes for 16 yards in week 15 against the Dallas Cowboys. Lynch was shut down early, rushing for 26 yards in the first half. He came out late, but was held without a touchdown despite multiple red zone trips. Lynch has put together a strong second half. Alf Alf Morris had 16 carries, 61 yards in week 15 against Oakland. Morris settled for a lot of the short runs. He got a majority of the early down work short yardage work but Rod Smith was there to be the touchdown vulture speaking of vultures fantasy football rewind wants to vulture your night and take it over so make sure you join us 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern if you can't stay up late you just go and you subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Tony Cicada fantasy football rewind I'm out of here